0: Welcome to the Wounded Under Shepherds podcast. Thank you for listening. This is Dr. Bill Scott, your host. As always, my desire is to talk about issues that come as a result of having been wounded deeply, disillusionment, anger, grief, emotional, and even the financial upheaval that comes with being force terminated or put in a position where you uh, have to... uh, Resign your church that God has called you to, not because of any moral failure on your part or any kind of sin, but uh, nonetheless, uh, if uh, this is your first time listening, I would encourage you to uh, go back and listen to the initial podcast and some of the other uh, podcasts uh, that have been recorded. Uh In recent weeks, I've dealt with uh, numerous subjects. Uh, My desire is to speak honestly about some of the struggles that come from being an under-shepherd, whether you're terminated or not. Ultimately, my desire is that God would be glorified in our lives. Uh, The title of this podcast is Wounded Under Shepherds, and uh, that is self-explanatory. With that being said, the focus is not one of being morbid or focusing only on the bad. Uh, rather, ultimately, the goal is to help us process some of our hurts and some of our woundedness and point us to the Lord because God is our healer and God is the one who ultimately can bring healing into our hearts when we uh, find ourselves in a situation of great pain and anguish, uh, shock and disbelief. My prayer that is along the way, you will be encouraged and find your strength is in the Lord. Paul told his uh, protege Timothy, uh, You therefore must endure hardships as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. That's found in 2 Timothy two two three. I don't know why it is that uh, we find ourselves surprised when uh, the enemy comes against us and uh, we find ourselves in great spiritual turmoil and uh, warfare. Because if we are being faithful to teach the Word of God, to preach the Word of God, and to care for God's people faithfully, though imperfectly, uh, we should not be surprised when we come under attack. Uh, That doesn't lessen the frustration. It doesn't lessen the hurt sometimes that we experience as pastors. Uh, However, We shouldn't be surprised because if we are truly being faithful to the call God has extended upon our life to under-shepherd His people, then we should actually realize that there's going to be attacks. A call to under-shepherd is a divine appointment uh, by God. Uh, There are many blessings in proclaiming God's inerrant word. There are opportunities of being God's instrument of grace to others in their time of need, whether it's uh, illness, uh, distress, uh, crises in the family, uh, funerals, weddings, and so forth. There are challenges of all kinds too, both small and great. And there can be those experiences when uh, when you have or may find yourself Uh, having uh, in the position of being dismissed. Sadly, forced termination and involuntary termination are all too common among evangelical free church folks. I'm talking about Baptist, uh, Pentecostals, and any church uh, that doesn't have a hierarchical uh, situation. In previous podcasts, I've dealt with some of the raw emotions and challenges uh, which uh, these experiences evoke in us. In today's podcast, I want to encourage you uh, to take a look in the mirror. Now this podcast, uh, in particular, uh, has a little different focus. Uh, All the previous podcasts have dealt with hurts and pains that we can experience when we've been deeply wounded, uh, especially if we have been terminated or, uh, to use the secular term, fired, uh, or even more modern day terminology in the secular work area is off-boarded. But regardless of where you find yourself, whether you find yourself uh, reeling and rocking from uh, hurt and pain and shock of being put out of the church God has called you to, to serve in, uh, or whether that happened months or even years ago. Today's podcast is taking a totally different uh, direction, uh, and that is taking a look at ourself, or if you please, looking in the mirror the old cliche that says you can't see the trees for the forest applies to us when we uh, have uh, our focus on our woundedness. And by no means uh, is the goal of this podcast, uh, at this episode, to uh, lessen or take away from our genuine woundedness, but rather it is to encourage us to take a long hard look at ourselves, to take inventory of ourselves, if you please, it requires uh, intention. Uh, looking in the mirror is never easy. Uh, if you've ever stood and looked yourself in the in the eyes, uh, many people can't do it, and uh, so there's that issue of the reluctance uh, that we have of really taking uh, a good hard look into our own lives. Um, But it requires intention, and it requires a commitment to do so. Now this is not about pulling yourself up by your own bootstraps, nor is it about uh, condemning yourself. Rather, it is uh, the intention of trying to take a long, honest look at your own idiosyncrasies, uh, if you want to put that in plain English, uh, quirks and so forth, Uh, it's perhaps impossible to be completely objective. Um, In fact, uh, I seriously doubt we can be 100% objective when we look at ourselves, because we still wrestle with the old fallen nature, even though we've been redeemed and we have the Spirit of God living inside of us, Um, but it, it's important for us to, to do so. But before we get to, uh, to that, before we, uh, either look at ourselves or enlist friends to help us, uh, it's important, uh, to invite the aid of the Holy Spirit. So I have, uh, Two steps I will discuss today, and by no means are these exhaustive. There are certainly other things, perhaps, that you will think of uh, or that will come to your mind that uh, perhaps we could do as pastors, uh, wounded under shepherds, if you please. Uh, But the first step that uh, is most obvious is is to take uh, personal spiritual inventory. As much as being betrayed by those you loved and served stings deeply, there comes a point in which it is important to invite God's Spirit to search our hearts. This is not a quick-fix exercise, nor is it an exercise in futility. As you and I are willing to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God and invite His scrutiny, He will reveal anything that needs attention if we are in earnest and truly uh, are willing to humble ourselves and invite His all-seeing eye, if you please. I do caution you to discern between God's Spirit versus the accusing Spirit of the devil. Because in taking personal inventory, while yes, we do have a fallen nature, and yes, we have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, and we have the Spirit of God residing inside of us, Uh, the enemy can still uh, seek to manipulate this process. So, a good indicator of God's Spirit is that of conviction. God's Spirit always convicts us, He never condemns us as a person who is worthless. Or He doesn't shame us. God's Spirit never shames us. He convicts us of specific sins. He never creates a vague sense of guilt or worthlessness in our being. Those are not the Spirit of God. Those are not from God. Those are from the enemy. So dear brother, may I encourage you, Uh, If you are willing uh, to take on this assignment, uh, and it is an assignment, and it does require uh, some uh, gut-level honesty, Uh, and quite honestly, don't most of us shy away from such, but I want to encourage you to submit yourself under the mighty hand of God, and while you're going through, if, if you are in the position of having been terminated, and all of that's fresh, and all of those raw emotions are, are still new, and you're still in convulsions, emotionally, uh, figuratively speaking. Uh, this may not be the time, but down life's road, not too far, but after you've had a little time to, to process some of the raw emotions that uh, are coupled with the feeling of betrayal, the, the disbelief, the shock, the anger, the, and whatever other emotion that you may experience and will experience, uh, somewhere down the road, but not too far, is a good time to look in the mirror and do so by first of all inviting the Spirit of God to reveal to you anything Any action, any attitude, or lack of action that grieves him. Again, this is not for the sake of jumping through a meaningless exercise. Jesus often stole away to pray. And of course we all know that Jesus certainly had no sin, and he had no need, uh, he had no sin to confess or seek forgiveness for. But yet here he is, God in the flesh, uh, still stealing away to pray. And brothers, I uh, say, as I'm sure you would agree, that if the Son of God, God in the flesh, perfect and holy, without sin, if he prayed, if he felt the need to pray, how much more do you and I need to pray? And yet there is where the enemy, in our time of pain and anguish, the temptation will be to not pray. So, again I say that This is not for the under-shepherd who finds it too difficult. If you just absolutely are unwilling to engage in such an exercise, then uh, that's between you and the Lord. But if you're in earnest and you're willing to look in the mirror, to allow the Spirit of God to search your heart, your soul, your mind, and you're willing to humble yourself under the hand of the Father, then if there are things that have contributed uh, to your being terminated, uh, God will reveal it to you if you are in earnest, and you're truly open uh, to receiving the truth. But I believe more than that, It requires more than just being open and willing. I believe it requires a commitment under the grace of God that whatever the Lord reveals to us through His Spirit, if there are actions, if there are attitudes, if there are lack of actions uh, or any disposition that brings grief to the Father, I believe He will reveal it to us if we are in earnest and we will submit ourselves under His mighty hand. So, if possible, I encourage you to take a day or two. Just get alone with the Lord. Uh, Don't be watching TV. Get alone with the Lord, wherever that is. If you have the ability to go off in the woods somewhere to a cabin, Uh, on the lake, uh, wherever. If you live in the city, uh, you know, and that's not an option for you, find that secret place where just you and the Lord can do honest business. Now, I realize that we live such crazy, busy lives that even the suggestion of doing this, for many, it will sound like, this is crazy, this is ludicrous, oh, it may be a great idea, I just can't do that. I just don't have the time uh, to devote to that. But brother, I'm encouraging you that if you're willing, you will find the time, you will find a way to take this inventory, to look in the mirror, to invite the, the gazing eye of the Spirit of God to reveal to you anything that is displeasing to Him or that is harming uh, your relationship with Him and with others. Um, You will need to be specific. Uh, Here's a few areas to start with. As you invite the Spirit of God, as you set aside some time to just be alone with the Lord, with no distractions, ask the Lord to show you about attitudes. Are there attitudes which displease Him? Are there actions, number two, are there actions or habits which are grieving the Holy Spirit? How about your relationships? If you're married, are you being attentive to your wife, her feelings and her needs, or are you taking out your anger and your frustration on her. If you have children, are you comforting them? Are you reassuring them? Just remember this, that the older your children become, the more difficult it is uh, for them to develop new relationships when you have to move to another church field. The older they get, the harder it is, and especially by the time they make it to those teenage years Uh, We all know from experience how excruciating a teenager's life can be with all the insecurities and so on and so forth that come with being a teenager. But are you being attentive to them? And there are many others uh, that may come to your mind, but those are the three areas in which you can begin this process by inviting the Spirit of God to reveal to you about attitudes that you have, uh, actions you are involved in, and relationships. Lastly, uh, in this regard to self-examination and looking in the mirror, uh, this may be a tough question to hear. Are there actions or attitudes that contributed to your termination. In other words, if you'll forgive my colloquialism, did you shoot yourself in the foot unwittingly? Sometimes we do that, brothers. It isn't that we're doing it to be vicious. It isn't that we are doing things knowingly or intentionally to hurt anybody or to create discord. But is there something in some way an attitude, an action, or lack thereof uh, that contributed to your termination? Uh, Were some of the criticisms leveled against you true? Even though it stings, and it may not all be true as to what some individual or individuals may have said about you or to you, uh, or to your wife about you. The question is, Is there any legitimacy to some of the things, the criticisms that were said, even though they're painful, even though they were spoken out of anger, and maybe even rancor? uh, Is there a kernel of truth in there uh, that you need to look at? Believe me, I understand how difficult it may be to hear these questions. Because when you are in the thick of things, as I said a little bit earlier, if you've just recently gone through a forced termination or involuntary termination, this is probably not the time to do these exercises. But if it's been a little while, and you're willing to do it, uh, God will reveal to you anything that He needs to reveal to you, if indeed you are willing to do the work that is necessary to make any necessary changes. Alright, step two, engage others in this process. I remember hearing Dr. Charles Stanley share his testimony many years ago about a time in his life when he was struggling. And so, as he shared his testimony, he shared about how he gathered a small group of close friends, of men that, that he loved and respected, and he knew that they loved and respected him. And he invited them in this meeting that he had with them uh, to speak the truth into his life, to speak anything to him that they were seeing that might be a uh, that might need a change, uh, or something that was perhaps uh, creating problems. And let's be honest, uh, for most men, uh, that may be a, a scary thought. According to Barna research, loneliness is the number one reason that pastors uh, are, have considered Uh, leaving the pastoral ministry. So, as a pastor, if you're lonely, and the majority of pastors, I believe, are, as uh, can be uh, gleaned from uh, Barna's research, this may be a difficult suggestion, and you might quite honestly think, I don't have any other friends. I don't have any close friends that I know well enough that I would feel comfortable enough to invite them to speak into my life. And brothers, let me be very honest with you, I have struggled with that myself in my pastoral ministry. Uh, But if you have some godly men, uh, maybe mentors or fellow pastors uh, who have much experience, uh, but you know their character that they are men of integrity, that they'll not go blab everything or anything you share with them. Uh, if you can gather together two or three men, four men, whatever works for you, if you could gather together a small group of men uh, and invite them to speak into your life, this certainly requires vulnerability. And being vulnerable is a very scary feeling for For us as men, especially, but just as a human being and as a pastor, because after all, we pastors are supposed to have it all together and know virtually everything, right? Uh, But this can be a very beneficial thing uh, for us if we are willing to do it. But be sure, if you take this step, that you truly know that the men you invite are men of integrity and men who really love and care about you, and will have the courage to speak the truth, but you know they will do it in love, not to tear you down, not to hurt your feelings, but if there's something they genuinely know about you, or see in your character, uh, that is not healthy, that they will have the courage to speak the truth and love to you. And gentlemen, that is so rare. It's sad, but it is rare. And uh, it requires a genuine humility to submit ourselves uh, to the scrutiny of others. Uh, and, but you and I can can benefit from this. The goal of looking in the mirror, if you please, is to become aware of any attitude, action, or disposition that we may have that is actually harming or contributing uh, to uh, the hindrance of our relationship or fellowship with the Lord and with others. At the end of the day, brothers, even if we have blown it, and we do sometimes, even if we've blown it, there's God's amazing grace. Remember, God convicts and confronts us. He never attacks our worth. He never belittles us. He never says how bad we are and how worthless we are and how ashamed he is of us. None of that is from the Spirit of God. That is straight from the pit of hell. I encourage you to uh, email me uh, your story. Uh, Share a prayer request or share your thoughts or suggestions that would help this podcast to be more meaningful. You can reach me at Light at outlook.com Com. Let me spell that out so that it's it's uh, to clarify the email address. Not to insult your intelligence, but just for clarity purposes. S-O-N-O-F-L-I-G-H-T at Outlook.com. Son of Light at Outlook.com. Let us pray. Holy Father God, You who have called us, you who, uh, Lord, saw us, and you have directed our paths. You have called us to proclaim your truth, to be an under-shepherd to your people. Lord, I pray for your servants, Lord, imperfect as we are, and Lord, having all kinds of different personalities. Lord, I pray for that pastor, brother, who is experiencing hurt and pain right now. Lord, I pray that your Spirit may comfort and guide them, that you might help them, Lord, to be willing to humble themselves under your hand and to be willing to invite your Holy Spirit to take a long, hard, honest look in their own life. And Father, if there are things, attitudes, or actions, or lack thereof, that is hindering their fellowship with you and with others, that you might make that known to them, Lord, and that you would give them the courage and the grace to make whatever changes are necessary. Lord, I pray for the pastor who is struggling, even as he listens to this podcast, God, that you would comfort him. And Lord, may he be willing to know that you who have called him, is faithful, and you will not forget his service to your people. In Jesus' name, Amen. May God bless you.